Chapter 35 of the Violet Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tanya Ross. The Violet Fairy Book by Andrew Lang. Chapter 35 Mogzaria and His Son there once was a little boy whose father and mother when they were dying left him to the care of a guardian but the guardian whom they chose turned out to be a wicked man and spent all the money so the boy determined to go away and strike out a path for himself so one day he set off and walked and walked through woods and meadows till when evening came he was very tired and did not know where to sleep he climbed a hill and looked about him to see if there was no light shining from a window at first all seemed dark but at length he noticed a tiny spark far far off and plucking up his spirits at once he went in search of it the night was nearly half over before he reached the spark which turned out to be a big fire and by the fire a man was sleeping who was so tall he might have been a giant the boy hesitated for a moment what he should do then he crept close up to the man and lay down by his legs when the man awoke in the morning he was much surprised to find the boy nestling up close to him dear me where do you come from said he i am your son born in the night replied the boy if that is true said the man you shall take care of my sheep and i will give you food but take care you never cross the border of my land or you will repent it then he pointed out where the border of his land lay and bade the boy begin his work at once the young shepherd led his flock out to the richest meadows and stayed with them till evening when he brought them back and helped the man to milk them when this was done they both sat down to supper and while they were eating the boy asked the big man what is your name father mogzaria answered he i wonder you are not tired of living by yourself in this lonely place there is no reason you should wonder don't you know that there was never a bear yet who danced of his own free will yes that is true replied the boy but why is it you are always so sad tell me your history father what is the use of my telling you things that would only make you sad too oh never mind that i should like to hear are you not my father and am i not your son well if you really want to know my story this is it as i told you my name is Mixaria and my father is an emperor i was on my way to the sweet milk lake which lies not far from here to marry one of the three fairies who have made the lake their home but on the road three wicked elves fell on me and robbed me of my soul so that ever since i have stayed in this spot watching my sheep without wishing for anything different without having felt one moment's joy or ever being able to laugh and the horrible elves are so ill-natured that if anyone sets one foot on their land he is instantly punished that is why i warn you to be careful 
least you should share my fate. All right. I will take great care. Do let me go, father, said the boy as they stretched themselves out to sleep. At sunrise, the boy got up and led his sheep out to feed, and for some reason he did not feel tempted to cross into the grassy meadows belonging to the elves, but let his flock pick up what pasture they could on Mogzaria's dry ground. On the third day he was sitting under the shadow of a tree, playing on his flute, and there was nobody in the world who could play a flute better. When one of his sheep strayed across the fence into the flowery fields of the elves and another and another followed it but the boy was so absorbed in his flute that he noticed nothing till half the flock were on the other side he jumped up still playing on his flute and went after the sheep meaning to drive them back to their own side of the border when suddenly he saw before him three beautiful maidens who stopped in front of him and began to dance the boy understood what he must do and played with all his might but the maidens danced on till evening now let me go he cried at last for poor moxaria must be dying of hunger i will come and play for you to-morrow well you may go but remember even if you break your promise you will not escape us so they both agreed that the next day he should come straight there with the sheep and play with them till the sun went down this being settled they each returned home Muxaria was surprised to find that his sheep gave so much more milk than usual but as the boy declared he had never crossed the border the big man did not trouble his head further and ate his supper heartily with the earliest gleams of light the boy was off with his sheep to the elfin meadow and at the first notes of his flute the maidens appeared before him and danced and danced and danced till evening came then the boy let the flute slip through his fingers and trod on it as if by accident if you had heard the noise he made and how he wrung his hands and wept and cried that he had lost his only companion you would have been sorry for him the hearts of the elves were quite melted and they did all they could to comfort him i shall never find another flute like that moaned he i have never heard one whose tone was as sweet as mine it was cut from the center of a seven-year-old cherry tree there is a cherry tree in our garden that is exactly seven years old said they come with us and you shall make yourself another flute so they all went to the cherry tree and when they were standing round it the youth explained that if he tried to cut it down with an axe he might very likely split open the heart of the tree which was needed for the flute in order to prevent this he would make a little cut in the bark just large enough for them to put their fingers in and with this help he could manage to tear the tree in two so that the heart should run no risk of damage the elves did as he told them without a thought then he quickly drew out the axe which had been sticking into the cleft and behold all their fingers were imprisoned tight in the tree 
It was in vain that they shrieked with pain and tried to free themselves. They could do nothing, and the young man remained cold as marble to all their entreaties. Then he demanded of them Mogzaria's soul. Oh, well, if you must have it, it is in a bottle on the window sill, said they, hoping that they might obtain their freedom at once, but they were mistaken. You have made so many men suffer, answered he sternly, that it is but just you should suffer yourselves. But to-morrow I will let you go. And he turned towards home, taking the sheep and the soul of Mogzaria with him. Mogzaria was waiting at the door, and as the boy drew near, he began scolding him for being late. But at the first word of explanation, the man became beside himself with joy, and he sprang so high into the air that the false soul which the elves had given him flew out of his mouth, and his own, which had been shut tightly into the flask of water, took its place. When his excitement had somewhat calmed down, he cried to the boy, Whether you are really my son matters nothing to me. Tell me, how can I repay you for what you have done for me? By showing me where the milk lake is, and how I can get one of the free fairies who lives there to wife, and by letting me remain your son forever. The night was passed by Mogzaria and his son in songs and feasting, for both were too happy to sleep, and when day dawned, they set out together to free the elves from the tree. When they reached the place of their imprisonment, Mogzaria took the cherry tree and all the elves with it on his back and carried them off to his father's kingdom, where everyone rejoiced to see him home again. But all he did was to point to the boy who had saved him and had followed him with his flock. For three days the boy stayed in the palace, receiving the thanks and praises of the whole court. Then he said to Mogzaria, The time has come for me to go hence, but tell me, I pray you, how to find the sweet milk lake, and I will return, and will bring my wife back with me. Mogzaria tried in vain to make him stay, but finding it was useless, he told him all he knew, for he himself had never seen the lake. For three summer days the boy and his flute journeyed on, till one evening he reached the lake, which lay in the kingdom of a powerful fairy. The next morning had scarcely dawned when the youth went down to the shore and began to play on his flute, and the first notes had hardly sounded when he saw a beautiful fairy standing before him with hair and robes that shone like gold. He gazed at her in wonder when suddenly she began to dance her movements were so graceful that he forgot to play and as soon as the notes of his flute ceased she vanished from his sight the next day the same thing happened but on the third he took courage and drew a little nearer playing on his flute all the while suddenly he sprang forward seized her in his arms and kissed her and plucked a rose from her hair the fairy gave a cry and begged him to give her back her rose but he would not he only stuck the rose in his hat and turned a deaf ear to all her prayers at last she saw that her entreaties were in vain and agreed to marry him as he wished 
and they went together to the palace where mogzaria was still waiting for him and the marriage was celebrated by the emperor himself but every may they returned to the milk lake they and their children and bathed in its waters end of chapter thirty five recording by tanya ross end of the violet fairy book by andrew lang